Look at this. Wow. This is special. This is very, very unusual. What? What is it? It's a dingle hopper. Humans use these little babies to straighten their hair out. See, just a little twirl here and a yank there, and boy, oh, like. Yeah, I got an aesthetically pleasing configuration of hair that humans go nuts over. <laughs> a dingle hopper. What about that one? Ah, this. I haven't seen in years. This is wonderful. Welcome back to Novel Ideas of the Illiterati, where we start off our month of ragging on Disney. Um, oh my god, sorry. <laughs> to take Andrea, here we go. No, shut up. <laughs> and you left it in last time too, you trash. Okay. <laughs> but we're going to start off this month with The Little Mermaid, where... You know, Disney says it's okay to change for your man because you'll get a happy ending. So, yay feminism. Yeah. Isn't that all we want out of life, though, is a man to come in and save us from some crazy whirlpool at the very end from a giant sea monster and then leave our families behind and live happily yeah, ever after? fuck your family. Fuck your sweet sisters who always told you about I don't know, all the weird human shit you wanted to know. Um, Which they didn't really even do And your do poor that widow or like, dad. Yeah, but it's like, and the Disney, and then also like, you know, basically saying fuck you to Flounder and I'm never going to see you again. Like her best friend that she grew up with and who basically stuck by her through all of her horrible, horrible decisions. She's like, nah, screw all y'all for this, for this, uh, for this handsome, handsome boy who is a prince and... It seems like he doesn't really do anything but be handsome and be a prince. That's all it takes sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, The Little Mermaid's originally by Hans Christian Andersen, and it's a short story from 1836, and we'll go into it, but it's quite different from the Disney version that we've, you know, all grown up with. Um, if you don't mind, I'll recap a little bit for people who haven't read it. Although, we told you to read it last week, and it literally takes, like, 20 minutes. I don't know. It's short. Yeah. it's um, As you recap, I'm going to uh, take take a shot of whiskey, because we're probably going to get canceled for shitting on Disney, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna do that real quick. You know what? Screw it. Screw it. We're not here to bow down to corporate pressure. But yeah, so The Little Mermaid, the story, it starts off, we're in the Sea Kingdom... We meet all the daughters. We meet Ariel, who is apparently very quiet, very thoughtful. I think he says that a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, and from the start, you know, she's very curious about the human world. And they're also younger in the book. They're, she starts off, and she's not yet 15, because you're not supposed to go to the surface until you're 15. She's like 11 when the, books, when the story starts. Because it's like basically it's like one after another because like each girl is what a year younger than the one before, so that sounds right. Also, they added one sister in the Disney film. But anyways, go ahead. You were doing the recap. Yeah, you're good. So you're not supposed to go to the surface till you're 15. And as her older sisters, because Ariel's the youngest, each turn 15, they go up and they come back and tell her what they've seen, um, like sunsets and towns. Um, and she's very fascinated and impatient. So, of course, uh, she finally turns 15 and she goes up. And like in the movie, she comes up and there's a birthday celebration happening for a prince. And she thinks he's just the hottest shit ever. 
because he is. And she, I mean, yeah, we all had a crush on Prince Eric, I guess. That's cool. Yeah, but all he does is, uh, well, here's the thing. In the book, once she, I mean, the story, when she becomes human, which also is very different because she makes a deal with Ursula and she's in pain the whole last time. Like, the movie casually leaves that out, that, like, first of all, when she gets her legs, she said she felt like there's a hot knife going through in the middle of her tail, and then every time she's walking, her legs fucking hurt to hell, but she just puts up with it. Yeah, and like for this guy, and her feet like bleed at one point to the point where other people notice it. Yeah, it's like, dear lord, girl, like, it ain't. But she moves gracefully. Everyone likes it. The prince thinks she's hot, but also in the story, it's messed up. Like I know it's of the time, but he just calls her like his dumb foundling because she can't speak he keeps referring to her as dumb which i know like that was just the terminology but i'm like why are you doing this for this guy yeah he's a piece of shit yeah and like it also shows more in the story like her sisters come up to the surface and they're crying for her they're like come back you don't really see that in the movie their family just kind of like casually you know her dad's concerned but yeah the sisters don't care it's really weird whoa poppy Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's just being a little cutie. She's trying to sing like Ariel. Poppy's uh, the sister. <laughs> but yeah, she makes the same deal in the story. She gives up her voice. Ursula's just like, whatever. You're you're still pretty. He'll like you. You'll, you'll be grace more graceful than all the humans. Which also doesn't quite make sense because she's never had feet before. So that might kind of make more sense in the movie where she's stumbling around. Well, I think it's sort of... Because she's never walked on two legs. I think it's kind of a way to manipulate her. Yeah, that's So fair. it's probably like she's trying to to really make sure that she goes through with the, the contract and this... This... This, uh challenge i don't know i guess is the way i'm going to describe it is it's a challenge um between them so another difference too is you don't have ursula coming up to land to manipulate the whole situation in the story the prince just says oh look i'm sorry i have to go travel to this other kingdom and meet this princess my parents want me to marry but i don't know her i can't love her um and then boom they're engaged and Ariel's all sad because she knows she's going to turn to sea foam if he doesn't choose her. But yeah, it ends up different because they're, they have the wedding festivities. The prince and the new girl get married. And then Ursula's like, hey, you can still stab him. No, the sisters come up and they're like, you can still stab him. We made a deal. Like, you kill him. You come back under the sea. You live with us for the rest of your soulless 300 years. Which is also like a weird element that gets brought into it that mermaids can't have souls because, I don't know, a Christian wrote it. Um, oh god, I'm gonna get into that topic, yeah, go ahead. Because like the whole deal in the story is, it's different. It's not that, you know, she has to have first love's kiss, that's just a Hollywood thing. In the story, it's he has to fall in love with her and marry her because that's how she can get a soul. I don't... Um, did it say that Mary, though? Because I thought it was just he had to love her. That might be right. And that's oh, where, yeah, okay. That's it's not I that he had to marry her. Issue. It's that when he married someone else, she was screwed. Well, I guess, but it's just sort of like... That's where I sort of have an issue with... If we're going to go into that, I don't know if you're still trying to do a summary or not, but it's where I sort of have an issue with this, the, the folk tale story or the, the fairy tale um, original yeah. story is... Because he does love her 
It's just he he ends up not being able to marry her because she's he needs to marry some princess in another kingdom. And the deal was that she needs to she she needs to have him fall in love. But I guess he's actually really in love with some other girl that came to see him after she rescued him. So maybe that's where like it all falls apart. I don't know. It was like my one, it was like a big issue that I had with just the story in general with the original was that the deal was for, he had to love her and he really did like he did love her. It's just, he didn't marry her. And so it's not like, I mean, there's plenty of people that get married that aren't in love with the person that they, they're married to. And it's, it's like, I don't know. It just, it just felt like, oh, now she's going to be seafoam because he's married to someone that he doesn't actually love. So doesn't she still have a chance to have him love her? Like, it's like, it, it was just kind of weird to me. I don't know. Well, again, it, I guess it's 1836. Like, love without marriage at this time is um, a blasphemy issue and I uh, think an inconvenience. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like at that time, like, marriage with love was, like, a rare thing. Like, people just got married to... Well, right, no, but I'm saying, like, in the eyes of the church, loving yeah, someone okay. and not being married to them doesn't count for anything. That's fair. Like, you're not supposed to have any relations outside of a marriage. I mean, I haven't ever had relations outside of marriage. I don't know about you. But, um, I'm <laughs> yeah, still, I've been saving myself. I've been, I've been saving myself and, uh, you know, keep myself close, close, tight until that one comes, you know, for that special, <laughs> special someone who I am in, in the UK to find. So uh, she'll, she'll, she'll notice me one day. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, so the ending's also different because Ariel gets this deal of you can kill him and go back to your regular life, and she's just like, yeah, but no, and then throws the knife away. And it's a really weird ending to me because these air creatures show up, and they're like, hey, we're soulless like you, but we're trying to earn our souls. Um, yeah you can come be with us we just creep on children (laughs) and like what a line to end on that every time a child does a good deed you get so like they also have this 300 year sort of lifespan and every time a child does something good it knocks a day off their sentence but when a child is bad it gives you an extra day of living in i don't know air guardian (laughs) jail it's really strange like this doesn't sound like a better deal at all i don't know yeah, it's a pretty fucking raw deal, and, like... You're reliant on children behaving so you don't have to be trapped as an air spirit? Like, fuck kids, what do you mean? Right, and I absolutely... I, like, I didn't... I actually... I was fine with most of the story of, of the original, and... But it was, like, that just threw me, like, far out. Like, it was, like... <laughs> because it was, like, a for... It was a forced, happy ending for the little mermaid who I don't think was ever really given a name but we'll just call her Ariel cuz that's what they call her in the in the movie. It was such a like a forced happy ending to get her to have a soul so she lives forever. And like it's 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 interesting too because like I've always like I mean people always talk about this story and how you know it's not a happy story and I'm like but it kind of 
forcefully is with that little last ending part just to make our character live on forever and it's basically like it feels like the author was afraid of actually just killing off this character and i mean i kind of see it as a bittersweet ending i mean she doesn't get the man but yeah she doesn't have to die as seafoam so that's cool i guess but also i misspoke because you get a year off your con you know your trial when a kid is good but you get an extra day when a kid is bad which is still like that's a lot of relying on kids behavior what the fuck yeah and kids suck <laughs> kids suck they're gonna they they're gonna do whatever they want like you, you you try to teach a kid they're gonna do whatever they want like what they all meet up at the end of a long day and they're like fucking joseph cut his sister's pigtails off again so mm -hmm. there goes another day for me <laughs> like, yep that's it <laughs> goodness it's yeah it's really weird but also it's like it's a really weird thing because it's like it's sort of just like randomly added in when like all of the mm -hmm. all of the the mermaids know about like you know we live for 300 years then we turn into sea foam but they don't know about this like i don't know it's just sort of like i guess they somehow don't know about this weird pseudo afterlife thing that can happen for them and it was just really strange and a really weird choice by Hans. I didn't like it. At, I didn't like that part at all. No, and I think they probably just didn't have as many editors back then to say, hey, don't introduce new information at the very end of your story. Yeah, which... Because uh, it throws your readers for a loop. Also looking at you, you uh, Stephen King, he does that sometimes. And I'm just like, what are you doing, man? We don't need this. But like, also in terms of like editing, like, some, like in the very beginning, the writing was... Um, uh, kind of like exacerbated like it's just sort of like it just kept going and it was like it's sort of there's like there's certain like uh post-modernist writers that somewhat write like that but it felt like he was just using like a lot of commas and stuff that wasn't technically necessary he could have easily broken up sentences and it it, it actually like made the the reading a little bit slow for me at first because i was just trying to comprehend exactly what he was trying to say so please writers out there don't write like that anymore we're i think most people yeah. are tired of that kind of writing so well i do want to say though some of the i'm going to read a bit off the start because the way that he wrote about the sea kingdom actually did sound really cool oh that was great um, yeah go ahead and also made you wonder why the hell she wanted to leave but so there's this part where he says outside the castle there was a beautiful garden in which grew bright red and dark blue flowers and blossoms like flames of fire, the fruit glittered like gold, and the leaves and stems waved to and fro continually. The earth itself was the finest sand, and blue as the flame of burning sulfur. Over everything lay a peculiar blue radiance, as if it were surrounded by the air from above, through which the blue sky shone, instead of the dark depths of the sea. In calm weather the sun could be seen, looking like a purple flower with light streaming from the calyx. So, some of that writing's really kind of nice um mm -hmm. and i liked it and describing like the sea kingdom like it had these gothic cathedral windows and stuff like that like that sounds really cool i'd live there but um yeah so i i enjoyed that so i wish okay in terms of uh, the uh, merits of the adaptation obviously it being a disney movie it's a musical which is fine i guess yeah um, keeps the kids into it i don't know makes them sing annoying things around the house I, for the next couple weeks 
This is something like even as like a kid, I never really fully enjoyed with Disney films because I always felt like some of the musical numbers are just forced and kind of just uh, time fillers when you could you don't really need all of it. Like so much of like this film, there's there's a couple of parts in the Disney film where it's just like it felt like the story could have been way shorter, which obviously they don't want to do because they need a certain running time in order to keep the kiddos entertained so that the parents take them to see the film. Like, the whole sequences with Sebastian and the cook, and, um... I actually really like that one, though. I <laughs> That's my favorite of the musical numbers, just because that one's just there for levity, I guess. Yeah, it's um, just... it. But the thing is, it doesn't add to the story. It's just sort of... It's thrown in. Like, if, if we're talking about, like, the story just being told straight through, like... It's just sort of just there in order to fill up time. Like, yes, I kind I I agree. It is a fun one, but it doesn't. It wasn't important for the story in any sort of way. It's sort of like uh, the fucking musical Cats, which just has musical numbers about random cats all the time, and then talking about themselves, and then never appearing anywhere else in the in the in the story, and that's it. And it's like doesn't really add to anything and there was really no point but to be filler like that's all it really is and like i agree it's a fun sequence like it is it is fun but for story and purpose of why it's there it wasn't necessary in any sort of way except for maybe after all of that sebastian went through was to create a little joke at the end with uh Gertie or whatever his name is, the the prince's like hands maiden or whatever he is like butler or or uh, uh, whatnot, uh, just taking care of him and Sebastian's not on his plate and so it's it's funny, ha ha ha. True, but yeah, speaking of musicals, like I'm not trying to alienate both Disney lovers and musical lovers, but I have that same issue where I think in a lot of musicals. They just have to put in a song, so it's not actually a good standalone song. It's just talk singing, and that annoys the shit out of me. I think really good musicals, like, you know, even Mulan's got some good songs. Chicago has good songs. I'll make a man out of you. That's where it's up. But, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, whenever it's just, this is a conversation that could be had, but you're making it a song, I don't understand. Um, I'm... mm. I might fight you on that. It's just sort of... Because in a way, it's sometimes clever in order to turn a dialogue sequence into a song. One of one of my favorite musicals... Like, I'm not someone who hates musicals at all. Like, there's plenty of them out that I really like. And I would actually like to write a musical one day. And I've kind of been sort of working on one uh, over time. But I need a composer. Are we even friends? Do you tell me anything? I'm pretty sure I've told you this. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, um, but it's uh, I I I like interesting dialogue in, w- with a mus- with a musical like Sweeney Todd doesn't, and I think it actually pulls it off really well. Like especially stuff between uh Sweeney Todd and um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking out on her name, Miss Miss Love Love it, yeah, Miss Love it. Who, who Sweeney Todd's fun and people die. Exactly. We need more musicals like if that. If people weren't dying, we need more horror musicals. It wouldn't musicals. be as fun of a movie. <laughs> yeah, we need more True. horror musicals. They're like horror and 
in like a musical sense is just it's literally like some of the most fun at least for me but uh yeah we'll we'll have to do sweeney todd at one point i forgot that 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 is like an old folklore so that'll be interesting i'm down yeah i just remembered that but like i like to get back to the point like i don't fully hate dialogue singing because it can be interesting um especially like in a true musical or like it's usually like it's back-to-back numbers disney musicals are just really kind of weird because it's not really back-to-back it's like huge long sequences without any sort of music and then we're just going to jump into a song kind of randomly and that's how i i really feel that with the little mermaid and as a kid i did this was not my favorite disney film and i don't it's still not one of my favorites <laughs> though i had a huge crush on ariel as a kid and uh speaking of speaking of which going on this whole whole crush thing when i was four my parents took me to disney world for my birthday and mm-hmm. uh one of the the greatest things and probably one of the greatest moments of my entire life was we went to the the little mermaid section and there was there was an actress dressed up as little mermaid and I was <laughs> blushing really hard, and like, I did, like, like, my parents were like trying to get me to take a picture, and I was like, I was like, really, like, like, I, I clearly had the biggest crush on 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 this actress uh, at age four, and uh, it was a, it was a, a look at looking back on it, it's a great moment. Luckily, my dad was one of those dads that videotaped everything, so it's, uh, you know. It's now archived for for the rest of my life, and uh, we need that footage. I mean, we're I'll gonna post it on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty adorable looking back at it, and I was just like so embarrassed, but like also like infatuated with this woman that was dressed as Ariel, and I was like, oh my god, um, yeah, <laughs> just a little just a little uh, just a little an- anecdote right there. Yeah, no, Ariel's uh, you know, Prince Eric's cool and all, but Ariel's definitely the bigger crush material actually also human form ursula is hot as hell she's got purple eyes yeah, like yeah. i understand i understand why he was into that yeah she was she was almost but as yeah, hot so as meg and in, in, uh in hercules meg is the shit oh, okay. sorry yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we should actually yeah we should do that like it's nothing like the actual myths of like the trials of hercules but we could do hercules mm-hmm. or we could just rank all the uh disney princesses Either one. Um, <laughs> but uh, back to uh, The Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, it just, it, like, I think we were talking on, like, random sequences and things like that. Uh, uh, f- another, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, weird changes that they had. Like, w- oh, yeah, one of the weird changes that, the, like, obviously, like, I mean, in the, in, the, in the original, like, the sea witch wasn't named Ursula, but... In terms of that, she wasn't really, like, trying to take over the kingdom. She was just kind of, like, this yeah. character that was a witch who really, like, just sort of, like, toying with people. It had nothing to do with gaining power. She just really liked the, the, the enjoyment of, of, a, of a bet, I guess, is, is really what she, she was about. And speaking of Ursula, there was actually a really... Cool. So this animation, it's from 1989, mm. and I actually think it still looks pretty good, but there's like a really well-drawn sequence where it was the eels, her like henchmen who are watching Ariel and Flounder swim, oh, and yeah. like they each have their separate glowing eyes, 
and like the two images fuse together to make the image she sees in her crystal ball mm-hmm. and that was really fucking cool i that stood out to me yeah shit like that is why i fell in love with animation and studied it uh, in college um just like cool clever things like that that can be harder to do in a, in a live action which will be interesting if disney still goes through with a live action little mermaid really think that's weird if they do a live action they need to make it more like the real story that'd be actually a bit more fun speaking since we're talking about the animation there is there are a few issues i have like just looking at the animation and like i said i majored in animation and stuff sebastian changes sizes quite often there is no consecutive size for sebastian and it's very noticeable during the sequence with him and the cook sebastian changed sizes a lot there and ariel's head during the uh a part of your world song where she saves prince eric her head changes sizes and and a lot and especially during the sequence where i think she's like on a rock or something there's like waves crashing around her if you really look at it her head uh and and body change size and aren't uh in like a consecutive um uh uh, agreement of 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 like i don't know just like it's just like uh i'm trying to figure out the right words to say with this um Oh, is this going to be a two-take Michael situation? Because I'm going to start making that a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's more, I, like, 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 just the head and the body weren't um, proportionate during this sequence, which is really, was really odd to me because it's a very important, I think a very, like, probably one of the most powerful sequences in the entire animation. And they let this sort of slide. And I know how particular Disney is with its, uh, animations yeah. and so it was just interesting to me that um, looking at it now I was just like that's a little strange the animation does hold up um, obviously there's a lot of things we can do more now and this animation was done before Disney switched to digital animation so all this shit's done by hand and it's really impressive and I guess some other interesting changes so you've got all of the mermaid sisters have their own spot in the garden and ariel already had a statue of a prince there that flowers were growing around where in the movie it was the prince eric birthday celebration gift that you know the ship goes through the storm and that floats down and then she's simping after the statue after meeting him once but that wasn't that was a change which was fine and then you know of course her dad finds her stash of human shit and destroys it and makes her sad man so I guess the moral of the story is don't control your daughters too much or they'll run away and change for a guy king trident was a dick in the movie <laughs> he was just... i mean he was he was fine i don't know he was a widower raising his mermaid daughters all alone yeah yeah but it's just sort of, I don't know. It's like always the, the father figures that has to be a, has to be a dick. Um, but Little Mermaid, it's an interesting story. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things like I, I've been curious to explore this month because you do have this sort of filtering of, I think, really cool story details from folk stories to Disney movies. Like the fact that 
this whole thing was partly about her not having a soul. Like, and you know, I don't agree with that writing decision, but it does add a sort of darker element to the storytelling that is conveniently left out, and the fact that she's in pain and bleeding when she walks. And, you know, she's being sad while she dances elegantly, which is such a mood. Like, (laughs) you do you, Ariel. Be fabulous when you're depressed. Um. And then, obviously, like, instead of, like, her voice is stolen, it's literally her her tongue is cut out Mm -hmm. in the story. And, obviously... I don't know. Disney wouldn't do something that like that for a kid's story, but I do. I did really like that. That was the thing that made her mute. Less so, uh, yeah, Ursula true. stealing her voice so that she could have the most beautiful voice in the ocean. So I don't. And I think I can't remember if I mentioned or not. There's like the the Prince Eric when he uh, was saved and he believed he was just washed ashore. Apparently some other girl was there and that's the one that he actually fell in love with. So in the story, yeah, really she Ariel- like, She took care of him and nursed him back to health. Yeah. Right, and so really in a way, Ariel was doomed from the, from the beginning in the, in the folk tale or fairy tale because there's no way sh- he could ever fully love her as much as that woman. And really kind of the main reason Prince Eric in the story liked Ariel was because Ariel sort of looked like that girl. Prince Eric. Um, and then obviously the ending's different because it's they're not necessarily, it's not the darkest ending of a story, but you know, in the movie she gets the guy, they defeat Ursula her dad's like, fuck it, I'll give her legs, I'll let her go, and then they get married, the priest has an erection all that <laughs> <laughs> and then in the story she has to go and be creepily watching children so she can get a soul. I don't know. It's all it's all strange. <laughs> hmm. It's creepily watching children. So is Santa Claus actually one of these sea creatures who is constantly watching children and giving them presents and doing these good deeds so that he can finally get a soul? Because he did something really, really fucking horrible back when he was a living being. It's possible. That's the true story of Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Exactly. Kind of another shot with Disney movies, there's not much character development happening. Like, all you know about Ariel, she's curious, and she wants to be on land. You don't know anything about Prince Eric. I don't know, is he a fair ruler? Is he nice to people? All he does is play with his dog, which, like, cool. I mean, that's nice. But, like, you don't know much about that. Ursula's, you know, just scheming for scheming purposes. Triton's kind of, you know just a dad a very cookie cutter dad figure mm-hmm. who's very protective of his daughters i don't know it could be really the person that has the most character in the entire movie is ursula <laughs> like she's this yeah. and i guess sebastian too a little because like you get to see more of his inner thoughts like he's the one telling triton like ariel needs to be watched more and then he's like okay you do it and then he's like sad but like he kind of changes sides and he's like i'm gonna help her so there's a little more happening like where you see sebastian's inner thoughts i guess right oh and another kind of like dark thing when ariel first goes to visit ursula she's going past her like kind of grabby garden and she sees you know artifacts around there and also sees the skeleton of a mermaid who previously got like snatched by the i don't know attacking plants outside of Ursula's home. Yeah. 
So I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that like, was. What's the story there? I thought that was interesting, but I do kind of like what Disney did with those plants. Is that no, those plants are the souls or the the beings of other mer people who um, failed their contracts. And I thought that was nice and creepy and interesting. So I will give yeah. a, a little a little kudos point to Disney on that. I've also seen. So there's a weird older Disney movies. I think were a little more. I mean, this is a very small example, but the two objects Ariel finds at the beginning, she finds a fork and a pipe. And I think that's kind of showing how aged it is because Disney used to have more references to drinking and smoking than the Disney movies do now. Like, I remember Atlantis is one of my favorites and I think is kind of a, a lesser marketed and known movie. But, like, you had that one character... Who was just chain smoking Blowing in the shit ship up. the whole yeah. time? No, and like yeah, there was another character who was the guy in charge of supplies, and he said that like alcohol was one of the main food groups. Like there's certain <laughs> things that Disney wouldn't do anymore, but are really great. Yeah, it's Atlantis. I I agree is probably one of their best, if not the best, like two D animated film because yeah. the characters like there's a lot of great characterization in those films plus if i remember correctly there's no musicals i could be wrong i don't think there is there's beautiful music like i've always loved that i forget her name but there's that sequence where the uh you know protagonist atlantean woman that what is her name i don't know but like when she's like lifted up in the cave and her crystal lights up i don't remember i don't anyway it's mm-hmm. that that's a very beautiful sequence though and they had good music in it but i don't think it is a musical yeah definitely one of the best better uh disney films that one that's the little mermaid it's the little mermaid <laughs> a little story about a little mermaid who finds love happily ever after the end Oh, and never watch the sequel where she has a daughter who just wants to Wait. go back to the ocean. <laughs> oh, God, really? That's what it is? <laughs> That's what it is. Her See, daughter's obsessed with the ocean. See, this is um, where, um, like, when you were saying, like, we don't know enough about Prince Eric, it's like if the sequel, it turns out, like, he's a warmongering, like, person, and then, <laughs> and then Ariel's trying to, like, stop him. Now, that would be an interesting story, and... Like, she had just gone through all and this he's, stuff. he's, like, emotionally abusive, so her and her daughter figuring out how to go back to the ocean and leave him. Now, that would be interesting. That Al- would. Also, like, you know, it just turns out Trident has the power to give his daughter legs, which is, I guess, fine, but also kind of weird. I don't know. Kind of strange. Trident can just do whatever he wants because plot device. True. That was fun. I don't think I have to watch The Little Mermaid again for a long time. I'm, yeah, I don't know I'm if good. I'm ever going to it ever was, again. <laughs> it was fun, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a fun little story in terms of the Disney one. I mean, the, yeah. the, the original is fun, too, just in a different way. But yeah, Little Mermaid hasn't ever really been one of my favorites. It's just, there's just not a lot to the story. At least, like, if you think, like, I'm thinking like even like on earlier like Disney stuff like Snow White like there's like a bunch of shit going on like she's dealing with uh with the witch you know and like taking over the kingdom and stuff and it's like Cinderella it's like all, it's like it's sort of like you know a, a typical love story but there's like other shit going on as well and the original Cinderella's um 
I mean, we're going to cover it, but the original Cinderella is a lot more messed up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that. And actually, so I know they went through a whole uh, making edgier kind of folk movies, but I actually did like Snow White and the Huntsman. Plus, you get to see Charlize Theron as the witch, and she, like, fucking kills it. There's a great video Mm. where they're like, how do you channel that energy when you're acting? And she's just like, you just think murder, and you walk, look at people, (laughs) and it's pretty fantastic. I love Charlize, but... Oh, yeah. She's... She's one of my favorite actresses. Does her own stunts. Is she really? Is way too hot for her own good. Yeah, she does. Like, that's another reason why Atomic Blonde is so good. She's actually doing all those fight sequences. And they had more realistic fight sequences. Like, yeah, obviously it's people really good at fighting, but they're getting really tired. And they're, like, slipping around. Like, you don't just keep getting 15 punches to the head and fighting like it's your first win, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna be doing more ragging on Disney this month. Uh, we are going to do Cinderella. I don't know what order. What are we doing next, Michael? Uh, let me run to my calendar real quick, because I have it written down. Oh, good, good. One of us has got this. <laughs> so, next week is Cinderella. What's up? So, yeah, we're going to do... Cinderella's existed in many cultures across the years, but Chinese Cinderella is probably the oldest... I think iteration, an original version of it, so we're going to be covering that. So join us and read that, that'll be fun. And yeah, I'm glad we still have some people listening. Uh, Jesse's going to be listening to us still because we're not in the same room, and that was a prerequisite of him listening. Hey, just for Jesse, I'm shout never- Shout out to Jesse. Yeah, shout out to Jesse <laughs> because like how much he didn't like us being in the same room. I'm making sure for the rest of my life I'm never in the same room with Andrea. <laughs> So shout out to you, Jesse. I, I like I like the points you made about that, and um, it's just you we know. We still owe him a video of us thumbs upping. He's our most dedicated oh, yeah. listener. I mean, he pulled up the video of Harry Potter to see which character you had a crush on. Because <laughs> he he cares, you know. You can tell he cares. Oh, good old Jesse. But yeah, thanks for joining us yet again. Rewatch, re you know, read Cinderella with us. It'll be a good time. Endings, they're hard. <laughs> Endings. Just just like Disney, we're not really sure how to end things. So <laughs> or Hans Christensen. We're just gonna we're, you know what how about here we just go into another thing that we na- haven't talked about yet. And we just keep the story going on for a little <laughs> our, our podcast going on for a little bit longer. And you know, that's that's oh, the true ending. Say- Everyone uh, stay safe out there. Obviously, COVID's still around trying to snatch people. But if there is a shutdown and, you know, we all stay at home again, it would be a great time for us to cover Lord of the Rings. I'm down to derail our whole existing schedule into Lord of the Rings instead, but we'll see. The month of January will turn into Lord of the Rings month. There you go. And because we'll need a fourth one, we'll cover The Hobbit and just talk shit about The Hobbit for a whole episode. That's going to be like a three-hour podcast of... Of us being really drunk and ragging on the Hobbit. That's what we should do. Well, we'll we're going to be really drunk, drunk and we're going to smoke some Hobbit leaf as well. I'm so down. And we're not going to stop until we figure out how to make that ship out of smoke like Gandalf did. So we might yes. die. We'll see. I'm fine dying talking about Lord of the Rings. That sounds about par for the course for my life. It's as good a way to go as any. So yeah, join us next week. Stay safe in the meantime. Be kind. Read a fucking book. Make it Chinese Cinderella. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye now. (laughs) Doodles. Poor child. Poor sweet child. 
She has a very serious problem. If only there was something we could do. But there is something. <laughs> who... Who are you? Don't be scared. We represent someone who can help you. Someone who can make all your dreams come true. Just imagine. You and your prince. Together. Forever. Welcome to the Encore. Yeah, yeah, we're back because uh, there was one more thing that we thought about and was an important topic to bring up. Um, Andrea, since you brought it up, go ahead. So Ariel, for being a 16-year-old character, is pretty sexualized in my opinion. There's that one bit when she's, you know, doing the longing for the human world song, part of your world. Yeah. Part and she of just, your like, world. That. And she just kind of lays down and her hair's fanning out around her and it's kind of a really... So, I don't know. Like, it's a very come-hither pose. And, again, yeah. it's made for kids, so I'm not massively having an issue with this, but it just kind of still seems like, she's 16. Chill out, Disney. Well, that and the, the part where um, she loses her, her tail and goes up, she uh, they decided, you know, not to give her any sort of, like, clothing down below. She is actually completely naked from, like, she was, she's really only wearing uh, a bra, her bra that she's wearing. And she's completely nude, basically, from her, her, her stomach down. And there's definitely some sequences in that that just was, like, really weird to see with a 16-year-old character. I guess, you know, it's maybe I mean, different because we're in the United States. I really don't fully know. It felt a little sexualized in that moment, to me at least. I mean, it's not like, it's not like, like I've seen plenty of like foreign films where, you know, they have like nude kids and stuff, but it was just really weird for, I guess like a Disney film. Like, it just was odd. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I guess the original story, she was completely naked and using her long hair to cover herself on the beach when prince eric finds her which is also i mean it's kind of hot but again she's very young for that to be yeah happening it's odd i really don't know what the right answer is for this um <laughs> i don't either so i mean like we could get into like topics of like other books even more modern stuff that does it as well like game of thrones with um the targaryen girl danny yeah there we go Daenerys like she's like what like 14 in the books and whatnot yeah but I mean I guess it is written as a medieval angle I mean so the te technically the story is written as a really it's not even 1800s at that point I feel like it's actually probably like the 1700s because I mean maybe I guess maybe 18 1848 is I think when the the story came out so it's just maybe we can say it's just from that angle but it's odd I don't know it's also odd for Disney just uh, because it's, I mean, it's the late 80s, so. True. That's, uh, just, it's just, I don't really know what the right answer is here, but I do agree that for a, for Disney to create a character, I wanna, I'm actually wondering about this going further with the other stories we're, we're going to see, because I feel like all of the princesses are really young, so I feel like 
a lot of them might be sexualized in a weird way. It's been so long since I've watched these Disney films, so as an adult, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I don't know. Just thought that was interesting. She's very young in her bra. I don't know. I mean, I guess that she's a mermaid, so yeah. I mean, but I mean, 16-year-old girls wear bikinis at the beach, so it's not like that strange, True. but it is just it's just really like like I said, like the, the like the sequence you said and then sort of like when she loses her tail, it's a bit odd choice cuz they could have Yeah, cut that out about the bra. I don't yeah, that's dumb. But since we're on this topic, let's cover Lolita sometime soon, because that's a great book. Alright. Let's get really, really uncomfortable. Hey, no, I mean, it's well written, and it does not actually justify pedophilia like people think. It's, um, really making fun of the character of Humphrey? Mm. Hubert Humphrey? He's got a weird alliterated name like that, but yeah all right i've never read it so i don't really know so i mean we can definitely do that thanks for coming to the post episode final thoughts discussion um if you're still here i don't know why go (laughs) yep well (laughs) once again see y'all later bye